the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Have you with us for a Thursday on another edition of Lifeline. Hope you're doing well. We've got... uh, Quite a lot to talk about on today's program. So uh, without any major delays, we're just going to dive right in. Yesterday's show, if you were with us, you know that we talked with Brian Johnston with the National Right to Life Committee about a curiosity out of Portland where the Portland City Council met yesterday and set aside $200,000 to assist quote, reproductive rights organizations in Texas. Now, you would think in the wake of the recent Supreme Court non-ruling, allowing the, uh, the Texas ban to stand, that this probably makes sense. There's going to be some cities in Texas that will take action like this to sort of voice their opposition. Uh, but please note, this is not Portland, Texas. In fact, I don't know that such a thing exists. This is, in fact, Portland, Oregon, taking $200,000 of Portland, Oregon taxpayer dollars to help fund abortions, essentially, in the state of Texas. Wow. And, of course, um, this issue raises lots of questions just in terms of, you know, doing the right thing when it comes to how you spend your taxpayer dollars let alone the broader question of today learning that the Department of Justice has asked a federal judge to issue an emergency order that would prevent Texas from enforcing the new Texas Heartbeats Act, which raises all kinds of states' rights questions. Joining me now is Lindsay Kernett. She is the Heritage Action Press Secretary. Lindsay, thank you so much for being with us today. And it seems like there's a lot of overreaching going on, not only between uh, what the Portland City Council voted on yesterday, but then now our own federal government in the case of the Department of Justice trying to intervene in Texas state rights. Hi, yes, so great to be with you. Um, You're completely right on this one. It's a complete overreach on Portland's part, but in terms of the DOJ, the Attorney General is now using the Justice Department to advance his own political party's agenda. Um, this time he's doing it by blo- blocking a bill that protects the lives of unborn babies whose hearts are already beating. This, that's exactly what this bill does. And this is one of the most recent overreaches, excuse me, overreaches from the DOJ, formerly taking action against Georgia for instituting election integrity laws. So this is just seemingly going to become a part of the norm for this Biden DOJ, which is unfortunate. This is, uh, of course, going to be uh, an ongoing debate because not only are we dealing currently with the Texas issue, but then shortly there behind, uh, undoubtedly, uh, a similar bill 
um, in Mississippi that is, in fact, set to go before the Supreme Court this October, uh, deciding whether or not uh, the regulation there banning abortions after 15 weeks, uh, currently balked by the courts, would be allowed to stand. Some are suggesting that ultimately here, Lindsay, we're beginning to see the beginning of the end of Roe versus Wade. Do you think that's accurate? And uh, how do you think that there may be potential uh, uh, issues both in the Mississippi case as well as Texas with this uh, attempt of quote-unquote intervention by the Justice Department? Do they even have a legal argument to stand on here? Well, I'm no constitutional scholar, of course, but this is something that um, lots of states are looking at now. Texas was able to pass a heartbeat bill. I believe Florida's looking at that as well, like you said, Mississippi. So this is something that a lot of other states are taking notice of, and they want to enact similar pro-life bills and pro-life laws in their own states. Um, as in terms of Roe versus Wade, that's something that is a very hot topic right now, and surely there will be a lot of leftist pro-abortion groups really coming after these states. Um, surely that will make its way to the Supreme Court, and we'll see it unfold there. But the problem that I really have with this um, in terms of this DOJ action, last year the Biden campaign promised Americans a non-political Justice Department, um, and he appointed a- Attorney General Merrick Garland, and Garland is now kind of taking matters into his own hands and politicizing the DOJ. So this is not something that Americans want. They are subjecting Americans to this far-left policy agenda. I Heritage Action is really saying Congress needs to take steps to really rein in the Attorney General's abuse of the DOJ and protect citizens from this politicization because Biden, like I said, promised Americans a nonpartisan DOJ, which is exactly what it should be. Yeah, exactly right. And and that's what makes this a bit troubling, because there's so often this argument that we need to protect states' rights. We need to recognize that they have an opportunity and a responsibility to judge how they're going to um, legislate for their own state, and then to repeatedly see the federal government engaging in this kind of overreach, um, you know, really not only raises questions with regards to politicization, uh, of the DOJ, but but the, the, the broader long-term issues here, and I want to come back to this, and as I suggested, Lindsay, meddling from the outside, like in the case of Portland, Oregon, unusual, though probably not altogether surprising, but looking at the statement that the, the DOJ made uh, through um, uh, Garland in, in launching this lawsuit, and given the fact that the Supreme Court has already essentially said, we're going to leave well enough alone. It just seems to me that attempts to try to block the law uh, are are going to be futile here long term. Do you have any insight as to once they reconvene for the October session and revisit the the Mississippi law that's not altogether dissimilar from the Texas law, do you think they're going to hand down a decision that will then sort of uh, be the final word on this and, and allow Texas to move forward unabated? Well, all I can say is thank goodness that the Trump administration was able to get three pro-life justices on the court. Um, that's a really solid um, win for conservatives, it was, and that's, that makes us feel really good that these pro-life laws are going to be upheld, but we don't know. It can go on into courts, of course, but um, in the meantime, it's, it's something that we have to really start looking at how the Biden administration is responding to these states' rights issues. Of course, Cases can be held in front of the Supreme Court, and the law can be carried out that way. But 
for Biden to come in and step on states' rights and tell states what to do. It's something that we're seeing with, of course, these abortion laws, but also election integrity. A lot of states, Texas included, have passed their own version of election integrity laws like voter ID and whatnot. And we're seeing Democrats in Congress who want to strip that completely. They did that with the For the People Act, S-1. They were trying again in a couple weeks with H.R. 4, which effectively puts the DOJ in charge of what election laws can be passed and what election laws cannot be passed. So in all aspects of the policy debate right now, we're seeing Biden use the DOJ in ways that we didn't under the Trump administration to advance his own political agenda. Well, it's going to be uh, an interesting season once the SCOTUS gets back into uh, back into work and they get a chance to begin hearing the uh, the Mississippi case. Do we know how soon after they come in? Is this early on in the docket? Well, it's definitely a, a um, priority, I believe, for them. I'm not sure when that's gonna when that's gonna happen, but um, we see those come through frequently. Different cases they have a lot on their docket this this um, session, but it's definitely something we're going to be looking out for. And Heritage Action has really been standing by a lot of these states who took it into their own hands to pass these pro-life laws. So we're going to continue to encourage states to do that and, and work for what their state citizens want, not what people in Washington want, not what Biden wants. It's, it's what their own citizens want. Well, we appreciate, Lindsay, the update, and uh, we'll continue to follow the st- story closely and uh, appreciate you uh, providing a little bit of uh, background or to help all of us better understand uh, exactly what the challenge is and ultimately what's at stake. Lindsay Chernut is with Heritage Action, serves as press secretary. 515 from KFAX. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. You know, oftentimes this broader subject matter of life, and even as we just discussed the matter of what's being um, dealt with in the state of Texas right now, oftentimes couched in terms of laws and the courts and legal proceedings and things of that sort. But make no mistake about it. At the end of the day, we're talking about people. And that's really what's key here. Give a listen to some wisdom from Christina. Hi, my name is Christina Haynes. I just want to say thank you to the Real Options location off of, I believe it's El Camino, that has Patty and Sherry and Stephanie. And if Sherry, if I'm getting your name wrong, I do apologize, but Stephanie and Patty know who, um, what counselor I have been assigned to or mentor. I um, wanted to give a very warm, humble thank you to them already this far. Um, I am extremely grateful for their support, love, um, resources uh, already this far and I will lift you guys up in prayer as an organization, a family, a team for all that you do for this world, for the United States, for the Bay Area, for California. I am very grateful. Um, I am glad to know there is such a source of support for women out there where they can get uh, the services and the help they need and not just from people that just want a job, but for people that are truly uh, working with passion from the bottom of their hearts. I thank you guys already. Um, I will lift up my ladies in prayer as well as the entire family of Real Options. Extremely grateful, um, and I look forward to them supporting me during this season of my life. 
grateful for running into this opportunity so that I can help others in the future. I thank you guys so much uh, with love and humbleness um, and peace and joy and prosperity for the future. I hope I could also maybe be a part of the team or help in some way. If it's volunteering at a event you guys have or anything I can do, I'd be more than grateful to help. Thank you. That um, unsolicited bit of um, heartfelt, sincere um, emoting from Christina that I think helps to sort of underscore what makes Real Options so incredibly different. And when you hear someone like Christina talk about being grateful for, quote, support and love, it's really telling, not only telling of the purpose and mission of Real Options, but the people of Real Options and how they're there to make a difference in the lives of so many that find themselves at a very difficult and challenging crossroads. Valerie Navarrete joins us, Patient Services Manager, Central San Jose, with Real Options. And uh, Valerie, I would suspect, even as we just heard from Christina there, that her story is probably more of the rule than the exception, isn't it? It is. It is. We love our patients so much. We're so grateful to hear that they sense our love and that they um, they want to come back. And I'm curious, from your, from your perspective, Valerie, what makes the approach of Real Options so different from the others? And, and I realize, of course, there's a broad swath of organizations that are out there, and, uh, and certainly for any woman who, who maybe has dealt with the, the other side of the continuum with organizations like Planned Parenthood have very much found the, we're here to get you in, get you done, get you out, and on to the next one. It's almost like an assembly line kind of approach. And uh, boy, for a woman that's dealing with so many questions in a turbulent time in her life, um, they want to be treated like people, not like numbers, don't they? Absolutely. I think that there are um, a lot of things that make real options stand out. Um, first, you know, we assign our patients two resources when they come into our clinics. Each patient gets an optimal health coach, and each patient gets a medical provider. The optimal health coaches are mentors, like Christina was talking about in uh, the clip that you played um, and our mentors are trained to help navigate the patient's non-medical needs. We really strive to take a holistic approach to the care of our patients. We treat them not just about, you know, what's going on physically, what brought them into our clinic, but also we want to address the real mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of their care. Um, I think another thing that really stands out for me, and, and I think uh, Christina highlighted this perfectly, um, was we, we love our patients. We love them right where they are. We know, you know, we're not here to manipulate or coerce them. We're just seeking to meet them and help come alongside them with quality medical care, education, and practical help. Um, and I think, uh, you know, our, our patients sense that we, we want to empower our patients with knowledge and hope that they can make changes and that they can grow in their whole overall health. So this is really, uh, uh, perhaps for want of a better term, really sort of a, a whole W-H-O-L-E, whole woman approach. And, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm pleased to hear you allude to that idea because so often this is treated as if, well, you found yourself in an unplanned pregnancy. We'll just deal with that. And once we deal with that, everything will be fine. 
completely ignoring the other emotions that might be going on and a woman having a sense of of abandonment perhaps by the father family oftentimes that's either judgmental or maybe standoffish and so a woman finds herself not just in a crisis quote-unquote dealing with an unplanned pregnancy and all the ways in which it can potentially impact her life, but feeling tremendously alone and having so many aspects, other aspects of her life, completely ignored. Absolutely. Um, You know, each patient situation is really different, but I would say that there's a common thread um, that we see in our patients and helping them be able to navigate the emotional repercussions And the situation that they're in is just a huge part of meeting them where they are. And in doing that, they feel heard and they feel loved. And that's um, when we're genuine like that, patients know it. Well, and clearly, you know, when when you hear hear, uh, Christina comment that uh, uh, she wants to get involved in volunteerism, that tells me she wants to give back. Uh, that says to me that this has had such a profound impact on her life that she not only recognizes the value to herself, but also wants to extend and continue that sense of value available to others. And and toward that end, Valerie, for uh, folks eavesdropping on our conversation right now that, that really recognize the difference that an organization like Real Options is making and wants to help out meeting needs or even through volunteerism, how can they get in, on board? Um, Yeah, that's a great question. So um, we are always looking for clinic volunteers. We welcome men and women willing to come in to our clinics for, we have a variety of needs, to be honest with you. We have administrative support opportunities, special projects, helping organize our baby clothes and maternity donations. Uh, Volunteering is really just a great way to get to know us as an organization too. And then um, you would be introduced to things like our optimal health coaching, which is that mentor program that Christina was talking about. Um, if volunteering in the clinic isn't, you know, something that's speaking to you, or maybe it just doesn't feel like a right fit, there's other opportunities too. Um, we have a prayer vine that we um, we we employ volunteers to to be on that, and they pray for our patients in the background. And um, also, you know, our events like our ignite life events that's coming up. We need volunteers to run those events. And if folks want to get information about volunteering, uh, either on a regular basis or you talk about the uh, Ignite Life event, how can they get more information? Yeah. So first and foremost, go check out our website, Friends of Real Options. Um, on there, there's a there's a tab that you click. You want to get involved, and it says uh, volunteer. There's a volunteer interest form. You just fill that out. It's real simple. Um, submit it, and we'll get in contact with you and get you plugged into the right place. Um, or, like I was saying, the um, Ignite Life event is coming up um, November 6th. We have two options for attending. You can attend in person or virtually. But if you are able to join us in person, there'll be an opportunity for you to talk to the clinic managers, our support staff, education, medical team. Um, it's really just an awesome opportunity to get acquainted with the Real Options family, and we hope to see everybody out there. It's going to be good this year. All right. Sounds great. Again, folks can get more information. uh, Simply go online to friendsofrealoptions.net. That's friendsofrealoptions.net. Our thanks to Valerie Navarrete for being with us today and providing that update, some insights into kind of behind the scenes of the ministry, the work, the impact of Real Options. Online at friendsofrealoptions.net. 
5.30 from KFAX. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Let's see here. Who's next on the list? Oh, uh, Nate Nelson, uh, large turtleneck shirt, San Francisco 49ers logo, operations manager Mike Matthews, pair of golf clubs. Okay, just working on the Christmas list. I'm sorry, we're back? Oh, I apologize. Working on the Christmas gift list there. You think (laughs) Christmas in September? What was the song? Christmas in July, right? So you can do it in July. You can do it in September. Believe it or not, four months away and counting. And uh, as we head down towards Christmas, looking forward to the uh, rekindling of a multi-decade-long Bay Area tradition. You've heard us talk about it before. I know you have. Bethlehem A.D. And, of course, last year, what with COVID and all the challenges that we were facing, they had to pivot to a uh, online version but they are eager to get back in the saddle again and uh, bring this special holiday tradition, kind of marking for a lot of folks sort of the official start of their own family holiday tradition and celebrations. Bethlehem A.D. for 2021. And as they are heading into this, of course, uh, we normally invite you to go down and be a part of it. We're doing the same thing today, but not as a spectator, but rather to maybe volunteer. Let's find out more about what's going on as we're joined by creative director of Bethlehem A.D., Paula Dresden. And Paula, may I be the first to say, if no one said it yet, Merry Christmas. Thank you, Craig. What an honor to be here today. You know, uh, there's not much I I can do about the COVID situation, but what we can do is uh, gather together and proclaim the glory of God at Christmas time. And it's just such an opportunity this year, I think, under the circumstances, uh, that we can can bring some joy to the world. Absolutely. And, you know, as I mentioned, for folks that are longtime uh, Bay Areans uh, that undoubtedly, hopefully, have had a chance to at least once experience Bethlehem A.D., uh, it has proven to be such a treat and and something that becomes a, really a magnet into Redwood City uh, over the week preceding uh, the Christmas holiday that uh, we want other generations to be able to join this, uh, enjoy this, and, and not just because they watch some videos uh, taken by mom or dad but to actually experience for themselves what it must have been like on that day, in that place so far away when Christ was born in that manger and and sort of reliving that experience or living that experience, I should say, for the first time, bringing to life what we know from Scripture has really been the goal of Bethlehem A.D. all along, hasn't it? Yes, it has. And, you know, the best way to experience that is to become part of it. And so we are having a kickoff coming up October 2nd in two weeks. And we would love to have new people from the Bay Area join us in this, um, in this endeavor. Because um, when you're there actually on the lot with your family, you, there's such a, it's an unforgettable experience. And to many children who have grown up and talked to me since, say it's been the best Christmas of their lives to be at Bethlehem and participating in it. So um, we'd like you to come to our kickoff to learn more, learn more about how you can participate. There's so many avenues of um, and ways that we can use your talents or just uh, even your 
even your strength of muscle. <laughs> well, and you know, in the San Francisco Bay Area, we're also very fortunate because, you know, we have long been the epicenter of so much arts and culture that influences not just the nation, but the entire world. Uh, people listening right now may not be aware that the oldest formal ballet in the United States, right here in San Francisco, the San Francisco Ballet, one of the earliest if not the earliest in the United States, to perform the Nutcracker, speaking of Christmas. Yes, and, uh, and you know what? They don't know if they're going to be doing um, a live performance because of um, they don't want to have to have children be vaccinated to come see the show, so they're thinking that they might go virtual. But one of the ballerinas... It's going to be at the manger dancing with us. I'm oh, so excited about this. I can't fantastic. Talk. And, of course, the nice thing about Bethlehem A.D. is because it's outdoors, um, it, it really puts it into an environment that significantly reduces the risk. And, That's you know, the, the notion, as I was alluding to, um, Paula, with, with the kind of arts and culture that we have here in the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, that we just really have a very deep talent pool. So whether your gift is set building, set design, sound, lighting, music, maybe you're an actor or an actress and you'd like to come and portray one of the characters from a scripture in the retelling of the story of uh, that time in the major so long ago, there really is, is literally a place for you. Maybe you're somebody that says, you know, Craig, Paula, I can't do any of those things. I can't sing. I can't dance. But I can cook. Can I come down and do so? Well, absolutely. You know, you got to yes. feed the volunteers. There's there's all kinds of ways in which people can be involved. Even if you just say, "Hey, I want to come out and be an usher or uh, help direct traffic." And so, if you want to find out more, uh, Paula, I understand you've got a, a bit of a kickoff here. Tell us more about that and how folks can get more information. Well, if you went to BethlehemAD.com, uh, there's a place there where you can sign up to come to our kickoff, which will be. October 2nd from 4 to 6 at um, at Rice City Church parking lot, actually, is where we're having it this year. But it's, um, it's, we're going to be presenting a um, little bit of skits and dramas so that people can get an idea of what, what we do. And then I get a, a better sense of what they could do. And um, so we're still in flux a little bit with Bethlehem. We don't know if it's going to be a drive-through or a walk-through event. We're praying for walkthrough. So that's something you can do and not even show up at all. It's just pray for us that we can have a walkthrough experience for their guests because I think that it would be the best. It is outdoors, so I'm hoping for that. Absolutely. Well, we're going to we're going to pray for that as well. And so, uh, again, this is kind of the clarion call, um, whatever your particular uh, uh, talent or skill may be, if you'd like to come and offer it and lend it to Bethlehem A.D. and be a part of the uh, the kickoff for the 2021 season, uh, then this is your opportunity to do so. And uh, I, I, I alluded to a couple of the roles here, but can you just quickly, uh, Paula, before we depart, can you kind of run through the laundry list in terms of the sorts of folks? that you're looking for, and also maybe highlight where some of the biggest needs are? Well, uh, we do have a big need for cooks this year, actually. But beyond that, we have needs for dancers, um, folk dancing, which is a lot of fun. Uh, and then we have uh, manger and roof angels. Well, now uh, the manger angels have already started practicing, but being a roof angel is awfully 
amazing. You see the whole Redwood City area, and you're very prominently uh, displayed. Then um, we need people to greet, people to help help handle the animals, um, and people to help me advertise. <laughs> I'm not too good with the social media thing, and so I could use some help there. Sewing, construction, we're just, you know... We just we turn it all over to the Lord and see who He brings, and each person is so precious because we know that they've been called to this by the Lord Himself. And again, a great way for you to get involved in uh, one of the most exciting and uh, wonderful ways to usher in Christmas every year, uh, really highlighting the real season, the reason for the season. It's Bethlehem A.D., new for 2021. And to get more information on how to volunteer or lend your support, you can go online to BethlehemAD.com. That's BethlehemAD.com. And our thanks to Paula Dresden, creative director of Bethlehem AD, for that uh, Christmas in September update. Now, let's see. I've got to get back to my list. So we got Nate taken care of. Oh, my producer, Wanda. What does she need? Well, fancy car I can't afford. Too much traffic out there. Maybe there's an old Tesla by the road we can put a bow on. <laughs> Speaking of by the road, let's see what's going on out there on the highways. This report is sponsored by Jack in the Box. In Oakland, a sick alert remains in a... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.